twenty second is when this is coming out, right? Oh, it's coming out Wednesday. Eight two two one two. This is my friend John two two one two. Mr. Two to One Two is my father. <laughs> Please call me Tootie. <laughs> call me Toots. Um, we've already made a joke about a guy named Tootie. When I don't, it was Tootie, fucking Mascarpone or some shit. Tootie, Tootie. Oh, why would his last name be a type of cheese? That doesn't sound like a joke we make. You. That sounds like a legitimate fictional gangster name, though. Yeah, it was. It was Tootie something. But Tootie, yours was better than whatever we came up with just Tootie. now. Oh. It's August 22nd, 2012, 22, 22nd, 2012, 22, 12, 22 D12. I can eat. I feel like fucking Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind right now, where I have a hole in my brain. We've like moved past this three I know times. you have, because you're not the one fighting against this black hole in your mind. Like, you, you're, are you, I'm glad you exited a black hole also. You're not the one fighting against this black hole. Just, just hold my hand. You were just like, take, take my hand. You were like two D something. All of the something. <laughs> Fuck off. Just take my. I hand. remember you saying all these things. I never said any of these things. I wake up tomorrow. This tattooed on my fucking forehead. <laughs> like a two D one two. No, that's the one from yesterday. Oh. August 22nd, 2012, and Richard Garriott owns Lord British. This is Idle Thumbs 71. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. Hi, Jake. Oh, hey. Hey, Sean. Why did you say that? Oh, I don't know why I said that. Hey, Chris, why did I say that? <laughs> uh, I just, I learned the other day on the internet that, Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you, <laughs> yeah, that's where you learn things when it's video games. Oh, who's your ISP? Topic. Um, you guys are, are you aware of the new Ultima game that EA is making? They're making an Ultima game. I heard there was a new Ultima, Ultima game. Ultima Forever. That's all that I, okay. Wow. Is it actually the, no, it's not the number four. No, no, although it is based on Ultima Four. So they were, they were mm. really throwing away a golden opportunity to call it Ultima they, Forever. They did hear though that the Forever suffix bodes well for your project. So they decided to <laughs> fix that to the, to the name. But no, I, is, it's a free to play MMO thing. Like I on imagine, Facebook or something. Maybe yeah. it's not on Facebook. I pretend I didn't say it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't want to disseminate false information. But it having the word forever at the end of it implies, well, 10 years ago that would have implied MMO, and now that implies free-to-play. That's so I right. assumed yeah. when you said Ultima yeah. Forever that it was a free-to-play game. Yeah. So Richard Garriott is involved in some capacity because I said his name earlier. He's not. Uh, oh. And in fact, there is no Lord British in Ultima Forever. There is Lady British because apparently while EA owns the whole Ultima series, Richard Garriott personally trademarked Lord British. So that guy can't be in Ultima Forever. So now it's a lady. Ooh. Yeah. Making it more interesting. Yeah. I think. There's implied narrative there that sounds nice. Or not. Hopefully it's an implied sort of that one Wachowski Brothers style narrative. And Lady British is in fact. Oh man, that's the twist. Yeah. Hmm. Ultima Forever is. Did you guys ever play Ultima's? Any of them? No. No, not really. We suck. People are really super into Ultima's. Oh, I know. There's a lot of people I know who. For whom those games are like super formative, like Greg right. Kasavin, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, it may even have been Ultima Four, mm-hmm. that, or maybe Ultima Seven. I can't remember. That was like his, you know, game that 
opened things up to him in his brain, which I know I know a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah. And I just kind of missed out on that whole series, which is sort of shameful. I yeah. feel like it's one that, that just entire never... like slice of video of like PC gaming history it was not formative to me at all. So I feel like it like I didn't really understand like Ultima, and then I guess EverQuest after that, and all these games that were really, really like. Well, you just—it seems like you well, just missed out on you missed like, out on PC RPG stuff though, in general, probably until, yeah, until more recently. Yeah, and I wonder how much that changed who I became as a designer. I bet, yeah, I bet, I bet a lot. That's the same with probably. me. Like, I went from I had an Apple II, but I basically just played shareware games for some reason on that computer, and then I jumped to a Mac in the '90s, so I just missed everything. Apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a PC from like you know. 1989 on but i think i i guess i just somehow missed ultima I, I guess i also for the for most of those years missed out on the i guess pre-bioware uh pc rpgs mm-hmm. i guess like i played Baldur's gate and stuff yeah yeah i don't know i don't know what the deal with that was speaking of Baldur's gate and pc rpgs there was a thing today where like did you, this isn't really i don't know this is might not be good podcast material but like the diablo 3 team is feuding with the diablo 2 in one like creator guy really yeah like what do you mean creator guy i can't remember the guy's name is it like max or eric it's not one of the shafers no no, it's it's another guy from blizzard north but he was being interviewed by somebody like Eurogamer or ign and they said oh like what did you think of diablo 3 and he said honestly they made a lot of decisions we wouldn't have made and just enumerated them and which is you know eh, do you do that or not that's not really i don't i don't know i mean i would be curious as to what you guys think but um I guess like somebody on the current Diablo three team like posted it on Facebook and then said, Oh, I feel like I just got thrown under the bus. And then a giant, like everybody from the team started talking and then, um, like on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook. And I got oh, screen grabbed and wow. sent out to Reddit. One of the dudes, the I missed this entirely lead game designer, I think on Diablo three, his Dustin, only Dustin qu- no, Dustin Browder was Starcraft two. His only quote is remember. just fuck this loser. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It got gnarly. So, Ah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah. What's funny, though, is I feel like looking at the guy's direct quotes, and we should look them up at the break because I'd be interested to hear what you guys think. So maybe we can revisit this. Mm-hmm. But he was pretty much enumerating all the sort of things that you enumerated a couple weeks ago. So sort of like why you didn't really Diablo 3 didn't catch the way Diablo 2 did for you. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't as crisp and didn't it had some mm-hmm. some choices, you know. And. It's just, it's, it's the thing that's kind of ugly about the whole thing is like you do spend so long making your own making the game, even if you're not. You know, if you're the Diablo three team, you spend so long on that game and put so many hours in that even if the parts that you're unhappy about, you don't need like articulated so clearly by somebody who's sort of on your side of the fence, supposedly. You know? Yeah, I don't like that though. I don't like that there are sides of the fence like that. In fact, one of the things that has kind of bothered me a little bit about the development side of the industry is how much of there seems to be this kind of like not I, I wouldn't say everyone's like this. in fact i would say probably most people are not like this but i've definitely s- encountered a fair number of people who i feel like are on team developer mm-hmm. and they're just automatically in defense of any decision oh, yeah, yeah, a developer yeah. makes or yeah. anything and i i think that's that's kind of lame i mean i think well, if I you look you at like that, the yeah. history of any other creative uh medium be it uh literature film uh music um you know whatever else a lot of a lot of the most interesting uh, critics of those forms are people who are creators themselves. And I think mm-hmm. it's totally interesting and valid and worthwhile for people who are creators to 
to give like wor- not just sniping and shittiness, mm-hmm. but like you know worthwhile, valid, substantial critique right. of what their peers are doing. I mean, yeah. I think that's I think that's really cool. And I, and if uh, you know, it's the games industry is a little weird because it's so much about these. It's so predicated on these huge franchises and these big things that are that are a little odd. You know, in the in the sense that if you work at somewhere like Blizzard, you're very, very, very unlikely to make a game that isn't a big franchise that a billion right. people have also filtered through. Like that's that's just kind of weird. Like that that's an un, sort of somewhat unusual for a major entertainment creator for, for their entire slate to just be that. Um, but it's actually quite normal in the games industry, and so right. that lends itself to, um, I think, probably weird emotional situations like that. Also, yeah. the fact that if you again, if you work not just at Blizzard but a lot of places in the games industry. You can be in the games industry for a long time and ship like one game or two games, right? Which is very weird, you know. I mean, it, it's it's very very strange. It's one of one of the reasons a lot of people burn out in this industry for sure. Um, and I knew I knew a guy who graduated from college when I did, and he went to work at at Blizzard, and he was there for years and years and years before he finally shipped StarCraft Two, and that was the first wow. project he shipped when he was there, and it took him forever, and he's still working on StarCraft Two now. I mean, you know, years after, like a couple of years after that. <coughs> and so I would imagine that even more so than some things, because it's not like that guy's personally in charge of StarCraft mm-hmm. at all. He's not even remotely close to it. Uh, but he's been, it's been his entire life for so long at this point that I would imagine he's more personally wrapped up in it than he might be if it was, you know, six months of pre-production, like right. six months of production, right. like whatever, some, some a little right. – Something like that. Um, and it's probably s- similar for a lot of the Diablo 3 team where, yeah. you know, that game is kind of what I was articulating. The, just yeah. like the, I see uh, why – it's a really just not a, a conversation you want to be privy to. It happened on Facebook and you read it and you're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Also, the you guy know? who gave the quote was David Brevik who is one of the co-founders oh, David of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Blizzard uh-huh. North. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a dude who when he says, ah, uh, here's what I think we would have done. Like I just also pulled up the quote and it is not – it, it's not in, in – it's a pretty polite quote what he said. Yeah, I mean he said – Yeah, go ahead. Um, he said they made some decisions. Well, this is just a pull-out that's on a site about it. I don't have the full right, interview up. But right. the, the pull quote was uh, they, the Blizzard South, the Diablo 3 guys, made some decisions with the loot system that were very different than the way we did it in Diablo 2. And I think uh, obviously the community has been upset with some of the decisions they made. Having all of your powers work off your main weapon and things like that to having uh, blues that are more powerful than yellows. Eventually the auction house and how that worked, even something as simple – is when you equip an item and it's bound to your character permanently would have totally changed the dynamic of the game. Um, it's like it's stuff like that, but it seems it's polite yeah. and very detail oriented, mm-hmm. pulling apart of what's going on. But it made people sad. The Diablo Three team. At least apparently. he played yeah. your game, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's t- it's really tough. Yeah. I, it's so hard to compare to other to other things like that. You know, I can't. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine this situation playing out this way in another in another form, and not just because I think people. Are behaving badly or anything, but just because I think they're so different. Right, like games are are made in such a different way mm-hmm. to how other things are. Like a lot of the things he's describing are are mechanical things, right? They're not yeah. artistic decisions necessarily. Right. In the same way that like I mean, he might have also had artistic critiques, I don't know, but or criticisms. But the things he's describing is like very craft stuff. So yeah, that's the stuff that some guy who's just some like mid level systems designer probably does get personally offended by right like those there are, are dudes whose job is just to spend years on these specific on these loot points. tables or yeah. whatever yeah yeah you know i mean i'm not saying you shouldn't be able to no no i think yeah you know <clears throat> it's like the thing that actually personally terrifies me about making a game for longer than a couple years you know yeah. like yeah ugh, like because 
man, like I think I would just just like even well, now the like, I look at the work that we're doing, I'm like, oh god, ugh. and then, like I can enumerate very like honest critique about it, and then I a, hope other people can too. It's a very small example of this, but like you and I made a Monkey Island game at Telltale. That game has a pretty intense legacy with some strong personalities attached to it, who I've since met. I mean, I've known like, like I've, I've known Tim for a long. I've known Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert for a while through Idle Thumbs and other things, but then like. You end up talking to them about it at some point. It's very odd. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's nowhere near as, yeah. as uh, like... You know, I feel like because... There's, there's not as much of my life in that game as exactly. there probably is for these guys. Exactly. I was guys. just going to say. Yeah. Is that I feel like we, you know, we're like mid-level designers at the time. Here's the game you're making. Oh, sick. Let's try to do right <clears> by these guys. And, you know, God, we're that was still like three years ago. So what, I was like 25 yeah. and you were 27? Mm-hmm. And like... So we're we're making games and learning at the same time. We put in our eighteen months or whatever on that game, start to finish, and it is what it is. And I I'm ha- I'm really proud of the work, but I'm also even more proud of like how you kind of grow as an individual while you're doing it. Right. And uh, I'm able to accept the critique because it, uh, I think of the size of the pie of my life that it takes up, right. which is not a quarter like it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Make shorter games and you'll be happier, everybody. <laughs> I don't know if that's a message that actually is meaningful. Yeah, if you if you <laughs> want if if you as a person decide my life for a while is going to be I'm going to make StarCraft 2, you can't like that you right. can't reconcile yeah, yeah. those two things. Or like I'm going to making Diablo 3 is what I want my life to be. Maybe it is for some people. Yeah. That's not going to be reconcilable also, for a while. You know. But yeah. And to I mean to tie this back into into Richard Garriott. <clears throat> We're talk. We were, you know, that whole Lord British, Lady British thing. That's all based on a goofy name that a nineteen-year-old nerd made up, like what thirty years ago. Yep. And now EA's like, oh, we can't get that Lord British thing that some pimply teenager made in 1980. Right. Oh, no, I'm Lord British. Exactly. Like, cool. Oh, God, guys, we don't have the Lord British IP. That's owned by Lord British. <laughs> Lord when British we're in our mid-50s, we're going to be building some mega project and be like, God, oh, we can't we can't get hot scoops. <laughs> right. Steve will have... Steve's got that with an right iron, now, iron like, up on that IP. Whip hand to Steve in a meeting with his attorney right now, signing a <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, no. Duos, duos, space. Yeah, good. I'm going to cut this part out of the podcast. I don't want to give that guy any ideas. <laughs> uh, but I mean, seriously, that that's like an example of how, like, you can, like, Dave, you know, Dave Brevik commenting on, on Diablo, he made... You know, he was he worked on Diablo one 15, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Twice that long ago is how long Richard Garriott was was working on Ultimate. And you still have I some you were global say in space. So, <laughs> you still have some global corporation figuring out how to like make the new version of that. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a really weird thing that makes it just all this stuff about like who should take creative credit for what and like who is allowed to be you know, offended on behalf of what name and this and that. Like, it's just, it's crazy in games. Yeah. It's totally crazy. There have been probably, what, dozens of Ultima games since 1980? I yeah. Yeah. There have been all of them. Well, there's no person on the planet who likes to be scorned more than somebody who works in the game industry. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true. You know, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. Sorry. That's a fact, though. <laughs> I don't really know where to go. Right now is when we bring a replay up of, uh, oh, man, what was the song? 
I don't know what you're asking. The one that you wrote from the, about the community manager. Uh, what? Oh, it was an Idle Thumb song. I don't know what you're talking about. An Idle Thumb song that you wrote. Ode to, no. Oh, man, now I can't even remember what it is. The Senior Super Douche? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's it. Yes. How did I not remember what that? I, yeah. Senior, uh, senior Super Douche. Which you can check out in the archive on the site, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. Sorry, that song was just uh, a good example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. A game you have to play. Mm-hmm. Have to play. Jake, yeah. you have to play Daisy. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Me? I have to you play You should it? actually watch the stream we did. Yeah. I I know. It was funny. part three. I don't it's know. I actually watched watch the, the So I was trying to tell uh, my wife about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you, you're not going to believe this shit. So we start talking. And then I'm like, you know what? Let's just, just watch the first few minutes of this. Right. Well, we should probably. We ended up this. watching the first 90 minutes of the stream. So, yeah, <laughs> if you obviously, if you can't glean that from what we're saying, we had uh, PC Gamers Evan Lottie in the office actually with his a massive, crazy rig um, playing DayZ with us this weekend. And we streamed it at twitch.tv slash idle thumbs. And we had a bunch of people watching. And he walked us through the game essentially um oh my god by the way crazy shit unfolded after we shut down that stream i don't know how aware you are of this stuff sean no uh like amazing revelations about the experience we'd had in that game fucking came to light and like, I <laughs> new don't, shit has come new to shit light. has come it's to too light bad you shut off the stream well, we, well, they, well no, it was like separate to the stream oh, itself. Okay. right like chris was killed but spoiler. Um, but we, I kind of don't want to read that stuff right now because I want to give people who haven't seen the stream yet time mm-hmm. to watch it maybe next week. Maybe we can bring Evan in. Just obviously we'll be rehashing some of that stuff right now because I think we got to talk about this. But yeah. maybe talk about it next week. We'll bring Evan in and tell him about it too. Because does he know about what you're about to say? Yeah, he he. Well, he hasn't seen the documents that I'm referring <laughs> to. But, like, he, but he, he knows oh, more than my- he knows more than you do. I think. Yeah, you said you said documents. And my brain exploded <laughs> out of the back of my head. So let's just so yeah, what's going on in the stream? I heard something about a bicycle. Oh my god! Oh man. Basically, there was like we a crazy had, like we apparently had like a just a star-crossed uh, sort of well, Daisy spawn here because it was weird. It was, I know next we, to nothing about Daisy. Daisy turned into a 1930s Italian movie. I, all I know about us. Daisy is it's the Arma Two mod that everyone plays that is selling copies of Arma Two and that it's zombies and that it's yeah, rad. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's yeah. basically those everything you said is factual. That's all that I know about it, though. I know yeah. those facts. And then, oh, I also knew you guys were playing it this weekend. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I don't even know where to begin, Chris. Well, this I mean, is where this is your strength. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I, like you were saying, I mean, I think we got really lucky. I mean, we we started off and it was you at the controls and then Evan on his computer in this, here behind us in the same room. And uh, you spent a while – we actually – you spent a while just alone waiting to actually meet up with Evan because, right. you know, we spawned in different points on the map and we had to actually he figure out – He was many miles away, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. And you found quite early on a bicycle, which I went back and was looking at I think like the NeoGAF thread about this stream – which oh, I should read that. I guess was happening in real time, obviously, as we were doing it. Or maybe it wasn't. Maybe I can't remember. In any case, someone was like, what? He found a bicycle? What? Now he's on the top of the sniper hill and he's not getting shot? Who, what is going <laughs> Did they set up a private server? Like, people were flabbergasted that you were able to just just, have this, like, 
Mr. Magoo like having a like a plucking daisy. Yeah. What's funny is it, I like I, I played the game a little bit more. Um, yeah, you just got destroyed last right? night. I'm having yeah. this the worst time. I'm basically having 127 hours. Like is my experience right now in <laughs> Daisy. It's fucking horrible. Well, why don't you tell some of that? Because the stream people can watch. But why don't you tell, yeah. talk about? Some okay, of so I mean, just to give some grounding, I guess, like Jake for about this game. Um, before we tell specific stories, sure. The idea is, yeah, it's as you say, it's based on Arma Two, which is a very uh, kind of strict. Uh, well, it's a very sort of simulation. simulator tactics, like personal sort of tactics themed mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's about managing your own dude to a very high level of detail. Yeah. Right. It's, strict it's, is a really nice yeah. adjective. Yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of the same qualities I like about something like Star- something like Stalker, which is that mm-hmm. it's very it's very systemic. It's very big. It's very toned down mm-hmm. in terms of spectacle. Um, it's, you know, it, but it's online, uh, yeah. obviously in a way, in a way that stalker isn't. And the amazing thing about Day Z is that because, I mean, the one there's permadeath, you die, you die and your character's gone. Right. Um, because there's that and because everyone really is existing in the same world with the same rules applying to them, you know, as opposed to a traditional multiplayer game where everything's very exaggerated for very, for different effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, we respawn or there's a new round or whatever. I mean, there's right. none of that in Daisy. It's, it's as tense as it would be, you know, minus the fact that you're inside a computer, right. you know, just being living in this world, needing food, needing water, uh, needing take, to stay warm, needing to stay warm. Yeah. Not being able to sustain too grievous of an injury, yeah. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also there's zombies. And the interesting thing is that the zombies are like, a one on the scale of one to ten, but not when you start, will make you yeah. lose your shit. Yeah, when you, well, yeah. right. When you start, the zombies freak you out if you encounter them before you encounter other people. But as soon as you encounter another actual human, it's like, oh my god! Are all humans in this yeah. other players? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And yeah. you can have it looks, I think, fifty to a server. And the thing that is also kind of hard to get your brain around, especially if you've played anything massively multiplayer before, is that when you server hop, everything comes with you. Your health. Every your all your inventory, your, your exact location, everything. So, so the it sort is of does the overworld consistent across servers complete, as well? Well, not like Apparently if you one other map. Like yeah, the overworld's the exact same, okay. but like it's not like thing, generated things, terrain or something. Thi- no, no, no. Okay, things like the terrain is actually so not generated <laughs> yeah. that Evan Lottie had a fucking topo map. Oh, that's a amazing in, map yeah. that we would it was high quality, man. And like, like pour over and point to landmarks you'll see on it. Stream. It's yeah. absurd. I mean, we were it was the it was crazy. Like Evan's like, we're gonna go west. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I think we're actually pointing east right now. Yeah, because there's that steep hill right there. Because the lines, none of us had a compass. Yeah, none so of us had a compass. We had compass. to actually orient ourselves based on the position of things in the world, compare them to the map. I mean, it was awesome. It was incredible. It was an amazing experience. It was really great. Uh, so to answer your question, yeah, but like things like, like that bike, the aforementioned mm-hmm. like rare bike that wouldn't be in the same spot, obviously if I changed servers, if I got off that bike and but if you away, were on the bike and changed servers, would you get to keep uh, your bike? That's a really good question. Apparently, I have no clue. I feel like there is an answer to this and we don't know what it is. There, yeah. like, there's something about saving things or something that yeah. we'd ever do anything with. I don't know. Yeah, because it said save old bike on it. Yeah, you're right. I can't remember. How, the bike, by the way, people listening was, probably know more about how this ex- works. The video. bike from the bicycle thief. Like the like the nice <laughs> yeah. old timey handlebars mm-hmm. that were short, you know, and like oh, it was a good bike, Soviet era, awesome, awesome bike. Yeah, but, this game uh, is set in what the Czech Republic? Czech Republic, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So the thing is, is I started playing in this was last night or whatever. Yeah, when was it? 
No, I wasn't. I was at the office. Must have been yesterday morning. Um, and the this sort of fear and loneliness aspect of it that I didn't get from basically, if you watch the stream, I am having the time of my life. <laughs> I right. ran from zombies for like enough time to be scared, but like yeah. basically, like I yeah. felt I was it was like nerve wracking, intense. But like I ride down a country road on a bike, I meet up with my buddy. We never run into another person, really. Like my perception of what danger was was just completely different. And we yeah. talked a lot about this sort of perception of the systems of the game because the systems are so on their face and so strict. And there's no, it's an amoral. There's no good or bad. There's right. no whatever. Mm-hmm. You're, you're Although pre- there kind of is. Which yeah. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I know it's going to that. Do. Yeah. When you kill people, you get your humanity lowers. Or when you yeah when you when you kill other people your manage lowers and you even start getting visual affectations like a what was it like a bandana yeah, or like I, head wrap I or something like a head wrap and a bandana. <laughs> which I don't know if I'm crazy about that yeah stuff, people but. knowing that you're a, a bad dude yeah. before yeah I agree with that although I I mean I I guess the developer thought you needed something to balance out the fact that this isn't reality and dying still isn't really all that bad right you know what I mean so like but it's I, when you see guys who have Actually, I had the experience last night. I'll just keep going. Like, and I was alone. And well, the whole thing is, you start off with nothing. You start off with a bandage, mm-hmm. and like you instantly start getting hungry and thirsty as time goes on. And you can only find food, water, or not water, but like a canteen or soda, um, or bandages or ammo or weapons only inside of structures. Mm-hmm. It's the only place that stuff spawns. But the only place zombies exist is in cities and structures sure so you can be out in the forest and relatively safe as long as you're not running into a murderer also your kills human on human kills are tallied as murders yeah good phenomenal choice. Yeah, good <laughs> phenomenal choice. choice and it just the first hour of playing i was just thirsty i was just so thirsty and i see it getting redder and redder and finally i find a canteen and it's like magic it's just I've come accomplished this great task. I had to crawl through this town, find a barn, get into the barn. I only found a canteen and I found a hunting knife. And then um, I spent another two hours trying to find a gun. And I finally get this gun and it's an old double barrel shotgun. And I find four bullets for it. And it's again like, oh my God, I'm going to live. I'm going to survive. And getting out of the town, I get bitten and I'm running away and I can't get distance between the zombie and myself. I've been playing for about four hours. I feel like I've made all this progress. I'm like, I can't die. Oh my God. Like I finally starting to get out of the, over the hump here. I have a weapon and he bites me again on the back. And now there's like blood pouring out of my back in a stream. And like, I'm just looking at my blood going down and down and down Jesus. and it's desaturating. <laughs> right. The screen desaturates right. as you get, as you start to like, basically if you get out. under 2000 blood, you have 12,000 blood, which okay. is okay. If you get under two, you're like, it's unplayable. And like, finally, like I turn around, where are you now? You're at, I turn around, I shoot the zombie and I miss and I shoot him again and I hit him, but doesn't kill him. I re and I'm like just trying to run and get enough distance where I can reload. And I'm running for probably like two minutes now and he's still just chasing me and I can't create distance. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I just got to fuck it. I'm just going to die. Turn, reload, shoot blindly. So I like turn, hit R, shoot, kill him. And I'm just standing over the zombie. He's got nothing on him. I'm in the middle. I don't even know where I am. And like the screen is like going in and out of focus. And my guy, my character is shaking. And I instantly bandage myself because now my blood is down to like 2,800. 
and I sit down and I'm just thirsty and I drink my water. Finally, the, like I drink my water and I'm like, Oh my God, my canteen's empty. And I'm just sitting in the forest and I'm like, okay, what do I do? I have to get food. I have to get food. If you find packaged food, it's only good for 200 blood. I'm at 2000. I need to get to 12,000. <laughs> like if you cook food, it's worth for, it's good for 800 and you can get three pieces of meat mm-hmm. off of an animal. Like I need matches. I need to find an animal and I can't even fucking see. Like it's just sort of like coming in and out and like all gray and pulsing. And I've been playing now for another hour and I'm going to die. Like I'm just sad and alone, but I'm sitting in the woods and I'm thinking about turning it off and I'm staring at it. I'm like, God, this sucks. And I hear, and Evan made a good point about the game is that any sound you hear is being, is either nature, which is like birds Mm -hmm. and like the wind zombie or zombies. And that's it. Any other sound you, if you turn the music off, which I did, any other sound you hear is created by another player. So I hear the sound, it instantly like registers like it would in a survival mode. I'm like, holy fuck, somebody's in a helicopter. And sure enough, this helicopter oh my God. Boom, like flies over the forest. And I look up and I'm like, fuck. Like the amount of gameplay distance between <laughs> I need to find matches and find food and these guys having rebuilt a fucking helicopter <laughs> is just unfathomable. And for the game to create that level of scale yeah. in its in its problem right. is just really truly remarkable yeah that's out of control it's fucking so i'm just sit, i just i logged out and i'm like i'll come back to this so just, <laughs> my character's just sitting when i log in and she's gonna be sitting in the woods alone sucks <laughs> <laughs> sucks big time oh i also oh when like when i downloaded it at home i think it's even though it's attached to my steam key I was given one more opportunity to t- pick my gender. You pick your gender once at the beginning, and apparently that's a wrap. It's bound to your CD key. Hmm. So I picked a female this time for the heck of it. His name is McGinley, which is... I mean, it's not, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's a fucking good yeah. game. I gotta check out the stream, That's I guess. so different to the experience we had on the stream, too. Yeah. We, I mean, you know, we had the hilarious bike adventure, um, and then met up with Evan and explored a castle and... I just had a magical afternoon. Uh, and then we encountered this guy who is just a daisy lord who just totally got the – who had been tracking us for like 10 minutes and just totally got the drop on us. Yeah. Is this like the guy we met in Resident Evil 5 that one time? The exact same <laughs> reference was made. Yeah. The exact same reference was made. Yep. Yeah. Like crazy like refrigerator backpack dude. This guy yeah. was in a fucking ghillie suit. He was in a ghillie suit. With an suit. M16 yeah. and a fucking M50 – like a 50 caliber Barrett on his back. Just like, hey. And he's – so I just figured I wouldn't kill you guys. He's like, I've been tracking you for 10 minutes. If I wanted to kill you, you'd be dead already. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which was accurate. And then Chris is... Does this have voice chat or is this on... Yeah, yeah. It's his proximity to voice chat. Yes. Yeah. So Chris oh gets the talk key and he's like, thank you. <laughs> like all small. <laughs> and the guy's like, so anyway, I could have killed you, but I didn't. So uh, what do you want to do? <laughs> well, the crazy thing is that we had... Uh, we had all... We, again, looking at our big map, Evan was like directing us to... He was like, all right, we're going to go to this one town... I can't remember the name. Berezino. Berezino. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go here. We're going to see if they've got anything. Like, try to find some better equipment. And the guy's like, yeah, all right, we go to Berezino. Like, it's just <laughs> a thing that, like, people in the world, people who play this game know yep. the world. They know yeah. the places. And it's like, you know where to go. The funniest moment was the time where we were climbing up the mountain and Evan, we were waiting for Evan to catch up with us. Oh, my God. And, yeah. And the guy. Evan had to log out. Oh. And the guy, like. <laughs> had to log out. Funny story. The guy, like, uh, he's kneeling down behind a rock just to survey mm-hmm. the downhill slope. And I, and I get behind him and the guy's like, hey, uh, do you mind? Did you not point that thing at me? 
And and we realized like, oh my god, yeah, that's the reaction. But this guy is. This, a, I mean, if this guy dies, right? Yeah. He's leaving. His every single item on his body represents tens of hours of gameplay. So is your corpse around and lootable, or is it yeah. just you're just blipped? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But getting back to that is not an well, easy people, task. You can't come back to take your, your, yeah, shit. You can't I mean, come back yeah. to your body. I don't think. Can you? I don't think you can. I don't know. Yeah. If other people can, why can't you? That's a good question. I don't anyway, know. Whatever. Anyway, um, he, but like, yeah, <laughs> you just crouch down behind him. He's like, hey, dude, maybe just don't sit behind me with your gun pointed at my head. That'd be great. Thanks. Because <laughs> he basically said, I can't remember what his language was, but he's like, if you kill me. I'll make like, like I'll, I can't remember what he was saying. He make was like, it my, my mission to hunt. Yeah, you down. I'll make it my mission to hunt you down and kill you. Because because <laughs> like that's on chat. We get off chat, right? And I turned to Evan, and I mean, it's still on the stream, but off in game chat. I turned to Evan and Chris. And I'm like, guys, like let's just on its face because Evan was waiting to load back into the server, and Chris is waiting for this guy. They're at the tree line, basically looking down at this town and uh, waiting for Evan to get back into the game uh, because I accidentally tore the. Ethernet oh, yeah. cable out of the back Sean of his just computer. Up, just ripped out the. Ethernet. I got up and I was like, "Oh, I'll just quickly move cable. stuff around and get people bottles of water and stuff," and ripped out the cable from the back of his computer. Sweet, <laughs> yeah, not sweet. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, uh, it was our Ethernet cable. Yeah, it <laughs> wasn't actually his. But uh, thanks, I, Kickstarter backers. Yeah, off the off the stream, I like. I mean, off the in-game chat, I turned to them like, "Let's let's weigh this on its face." We have effectively nothing then the coolest thing we had was, was <laughs> oh god was evan's ak-47 <laughs> right which seemed cool but that's it that was like that was our golden baby like that was a very it was a valuable item but other than that we had the shitty handgun a, oh had that the, world war one rifle the enfield rifle yeah yeah it was like and um they just look like a musket on your back yeah, yeah. and like, this guy has just he gave Chris a blood transfusion. <laughs> like this was this guy oh, yeah. was a. F- that's what. It, that's the only way to get back like a significant amount of blood. But you need somebody else to give you a blood you. transfusion. Wow. You can't you do can't yourself. Do yourself. Yeah. So we're. Th- I'm like sense. guys. Yeah. I'm not saying we kill this guy. But the upside for us is so insanely in our favor compared to what it be. He would just get his kicks for killing us. Right. You know? But uh. But he was trusting you guys to not point a gun at well, his head and just blow him away. Somebody yeah. in the chat, made it, he's like, he's like, guys, like, yeah, I'll take you to Berezino. And somebody in the chat instantly pops in and says, we could be looking at a Hansel and Gretel situation here. Which <laughs> 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 is the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, I'll take you to the candy place, wherever the hell she was taking them. Door locked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, apparently that happens. Yeah. Somebody, what? There are like straight up hostage, like kidnap situations in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, somebody in chat, somebody was saying that they, these dudes like captured him and they're like, we're not going to kill you. You got to come with us. You're one of us now. And he's like, okay. So he's with them for a while and he's running on, he's like, they kill a couple people. He's like, well, we're killing people. And then uh, they're like, we got a helicopter. Get in this helicopter. And they get in a helicopter and they go for a ride and they're like, we're sick of you. And they kick him out of the fucking helicopter. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. It's a fucking. Intent. He's dead now. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah, that, that, that he character. died when that happened. Yes, it's a crazy. It's a good game, man. That yeah. sounds really good. So yeah. now I really want to check out this fucking stream. Yeah, check it out. It's really good. Jesus. Yeah. Also playing that. Game. Well, that's the thing is, we ended up watching it because when I was showing a million, we ended up watching it for like ninety minutes. <laughs> I'd already, you know, like I. She was like, oh, "No, no, let's wait a minute. Like we can turn it off. We don't got to watch this." Yeah. I was like, "I don't want to watch this. I know exactly. Like this is weird." She's like, "No, no, no. Let's just watch this for a second. So. It's a, it is a fun game. Like watching Chris, it was like a fun. It's a fun game to to watch for sure. It has that sort of like old school adventure game quality where you're just like 
do this, go there. I've heard this game just has a ton of horrible trolling going on in it. You guys didn't experience oh, yeah. that. You and I imagine you guys were jumping servers whenever that sort of I have, thing. I, I, I understand. We encountered some trolling. We encountered a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we had to actually sw- swap servers because we got trolled in we chat into showing trolled. into showing our showing character. Server location. Our server oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Like, press this but button, people, it'll make it better. But people can track you down even with more... With more subtle clues than that. So, yeah. I mean, we should have blocked even more of the screen. We decided not to when we started, but in retrospect. In the future, yeah. we'll be even more... Uh, Clandestine? Yeah, cautious. It'll just result in ugly black bar all over the screen. Yeah. We'll just start putting little slices of Goldblum faces over any... That's we, actually what we, we wanted to do. That, but but we were, like, it, was, it was the first time we were streaming. Yeah, it, so. Also, yeah. I think that would have detracted from the gravity of the situation. <laughs> That's true. We'll paint him to look like a zombie, so it's thematic. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be good then. Mm-hmm. You want to take a break? Yeah, it's break time. We were talking about how our microphones might have been swapped last time. Therefore, we would have had bad audio quality. Oh, because yours yours was pooching. Mine's got that pooch. Yeah, mine. There was there. We 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 de pooched Jake's microphone. Jake would have noticed if his microphone was pooched. I I might not. I I wouldn't have noticed. But what I did notice was that this was over to the side this week, and Mm. mine is usually not over to the side, which makes me think that maybe last week Sean and my mics were swapped, which meant that you had to do weird boosting shit. Pooched. Yes. That's when (laughs) the mic. For what it's worth, we need to clarify: the mic itself is not pooched. Mm. The mic. The pop screen is pooched. What is is a pooched pop screen? I'll show show you. Come here. It's right there. See that. Oh, that little, that little, that little pooch. How else, what else would you call that? Bunched up, scrunched up, pooched up. Uh, pooched up, okay. Bunched up, scrunched up, pooched up, pooched pop screen. <laughs> <laughs> With your new pooched pop screen, tired of a non-bunched up, scrunched up, pooched up pop screen? Nine value, now only nine ninety nine. We'll throw in two non-pooched up pop screens for free. Don't swap them, though, or the audio levels will get fucked up. I love pooched up. <laughs> Pooch pop screens like White Plains, New York. <laughs> it's what? always at the end there. It's like oh, it's always like five 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 oh, yeah. pooched way at White Plains, <laughs> yeah. White Plains, New York. Pooched way. That's true. It is. Uh, the pooch pop screen companies. They're doing all right. They got that new campus. It is always in White Plains or Buffalo. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yonkers. I don't know why that. I, there's probably a very good Yonkers. reason why that is. I'm sure. I'm it's sure one of those things like where, like Delaware. You know? There's probably like a low number of companies that handle fulfillment of all that shit, and they're all in upstate New York. Perhaps. Maybe just one guy. We don't trust those Maybe pooched pop screens to just anyone. <laughs> pooched pop screen. Founder of pooched pop screens. <laughs> Robert Pooch pop screen. Yeah. Uh, well, the pop screen is named Pooch after might be my new, my new, the new name that I give my, my video game characters. Hey there, Pooch. I don't know. It's a good name. Yeah. It feels like what you would call a guy if you were like, and best stone with him in the 40, like in World War II. It's like, okay, we got Frank Pooch. You guys go down. <laughs> you flank to the left. True. Yeah. I like that the guy's nickname is Pooch and the pop screen is named after him because that implies that there's like their designer who shows him the row of like which one is going to be the flagship pop screen of the Pooch pop screen. And then he yeah. looks and sees the one and goes, like, oh, no, no, that's a manufacturing defect. It's like, <laughs> puts in the cigar and lights it <laughs> cut to 5,000 pooch pop screens <laughs> right we've only received one of those though you see him flying off the well Chris right. could only he's afford one style press yep. like, shooting out of the thing <laughs> yeah do we want to was this a good test of our audio uh, levels let's, test our levels. let's see let's see maybe maybe now that we fix that pooching issue video game. sorry we're back man versus machine we're back to talk about video games 
It'll never work. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, okay. I mentioned, I think, on the last cast that I was looking forward to playing the new uh, TF2 gameplay mode, and I played it, but I only played a couple hours of it because uh, during its sort of really exciting launch window, which was the time that I was at the computer, Valve servers just got completely fucked. It was also really bad this weekend, because you're like, do you want to talk about Man vs. Machine? And I said, yeah, because I sat there and looked at a queue window that didn't make any sense, and then I disappeared. Mm. Yeah. So... I don't Which re- remind me to let that dovetail back to Daisy for two seconds. Sure, and get there. Yeah, I'm not a person who plays MMOs or really actually like I. I most of my PC or wow, most of my multiplayer gaming or almost all of it is on old school, either dedicated server or direct client to direct client stuff. So the notion of a queue was completely mind boggling to me, and I got uh, all yeah. these fishy, facetious tweets like, "No, I know what MMO players feel like. No, I know what it's like to play MOBAs." <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, why were they being sarcastic? About I don't know. It? People, don't know. people are like, well, now I guess you know what it's like. Like, I, I, yeah, I guess, guess I, what it's, I guess what it's I like is under- there's sort of like that's like a thing on the internet though, where it's like, guess you know what it's like now to be hungry. It's like, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, well, like, I, did I ever <laughs> say that it didn't? Like, like <laughs> I didn't <laughs> reply because I was just frustrated that I was sitting in this queue. But my response in my brain was. Well, I guess it's fucking terrible, and I'm glad I don't play anything that does this <laughs> because this is a waste of my life. But um, what's funny is because Jake's computer is took a total dump about a month ago, uh, and I've been too shitty to fix it. <laughs> he's just been he's just playing it in my room, so I'd come in and be like, "Hey, I was just gonna, oh, so you're still on oh, still on that queue. Okay, I'm just, hey, can I use your computer just to wait in line for a while? Go back. Are you <laughs> using it right now? Yeah, I'm gonna go back in the kitchen, cook. Bye. Yeah, I eventually got out of the queue and into the game. Um, were you a man or a machine? Oh, you're only, you only play as mans. Oh, okay. The machines are the bad guys. Yeah. The mach- only video game mans. <laughs> Sorry. Just, allowed. I got out of the queue and into the game. <laughs> Sounds like you're like a weird after school PSA <laughs> for not queuing. <laughs> Get out of the queue and into the game. God, just like, like a bunch of like... At your like, local Boys and Girls Club exactly. of America. <laughs> just like a bunch of out of shape kids. Just in line for, I don't know, like a or, ice like, cream the waiting, truck. Or waiting in the churl line. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> Or I, I imagine that it was a bunch of, of overweight kids waiting to play an MMO. And then, like, a coach was like, come on, join our youth basketball league instead. Get out of the queue and into the game. Like, why wait in line for a fake game when you can play a real game? Coach pitch. Like, <laughs> Of course, the first time you uh, – as soon as you go to PE, there's, like, line up. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, so what would you do? <clears throat> oh, I shot a bunch of robots. But I thought when I uh, – <clears throat> No one else here has played it yet. So um, I've seen it being played a lot. And were you observing it at work or something? Well, I was watching you and you're playing it in my effing room. <laughs> first step one and do like yeah at work. I saw yeah, people I, playing it. I need to play. But I haven't been able to get through the queue. <laughs> so I started off this with people making fun of the queue or making fun of my queue experience and saying, "Well, now you know what it's like to be playing these games." My takeaway from Man vs. Machine so far was I'm not entirely sure if I like this, but I want to play it forever it's, so maybe oh i do know what you those games are like free to play you found, yeah, yeah you've yeah. learned what a free-to-play game is that all is about the, yeah. that is the only criticism i've seen of the game nobody has said on its merits the thing that's really great about this game is it makes you play like a team and you have to go back to the thing and it's, you have to really think about how you spend your man bucks and blah 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 but i don't think it's doing that for me it wasn't i for know me, nobody I would... is giving that criticism all i hear is like i played for like three hours <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> like well, okay. that makes that makes me think that it's bad. Like I want to play it more because I feel well, like this is this is like I've I mean the way that Valve makes games 
it's just a matter of time, right? Until <laughs> until they started making games that are that, because that I feel like is the that is like the logical endpoint of a really really clean, well tuned design is just you want to do it forever without necessarily knowing why, because they're just. Because that's what well, that's what like infinitely play tested gameplay will it's do. It's hard to tell for a me human if, that's, function. if that's what the man versus machine stuff mm-hmm. is, or if it is just frustratingly simple, but has enough. I guess it's maybe the same thing. It, it, it is so far. I've only played on one map, and I played it for probably an hour or two. Um, but it is you're playing for a while. It is you know team fortress mechanics on one side. You are mm-hmm. you're you're the nine classes, and you can build sentries and have grenade launchers and all that stuff, but then there's just wave after wave of incredibly weak robot versions of all the classes. And then there's some special ones, just giant guys and tanks and weird shit like that. But like it didn't have for me what I actually enjoyed about team fortress because I didn't actually get a feel for any level of strategy going on. And that's where I wonder is the actual people who make team fortress two all of the previous updates that they've done have really focused on that stuff. Like that was, that's what I was trying to talk about last week. I think is the, the stuff that added to TF2 that was not in team fortress one, at least not that I remember is things like the cart based stuff, which is just like crazy fun, right. really aggressive and really strategy based, or at least like switching their classes based on what they're trying yeah. to get that cart to do at that time. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, yeah. And I'm not seeing that in what I'm playing, but I was also only playing on launch day of this right. weird mode. So it makes me wonder, uh, does, well, this, does the challenge show up? It is fundamentally a completely different game, right? Well, that yes. Yeah. But the the underlying mechanics and the first word in the name of the game are built around your team doing the jobs that a team would do to accomplish a goal. Right. Um, and then I, it also made me wonder if this game has the problem that I often have when playing tower defense or wave-based games, which is I feel like, at least on the, in the games that we were playing, um, we just kind of won yeah. all the time. Like, I know Plants vs. Zombies is a game that has an incredibly slow curve, but it's the most extreme example of that for me, where it's like, every time in a round of Plants vs. Zombies, I feel like I finally, like, got all my stuff working, got my got my uh, base yeah, firing yeah, yeah, on all yeah. cylinders, you win. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't get a chance to prove to prove out my cool strategy against an actual interesting right. formidable thing. Oh, yeah. there's a so a game that does that incredibly well, like surprise out of mm-hmm. like, you're not, is Gears of War two. Like, or I don't know if I played three. Anyway, Gears Horde mode like is super good because weapons are really rare drops, and getting ammo is mm-hmm. really rare. So then as you start to build strength, like you do in actually a game like Binding of Isaac, mm-hmm. like it's carrying over wave after wave after wave. Mm-hmm. And you can find these shields that you like smash into the ground. And then because it's a cover-based game, that's like as good as gold. So you can find a, a corner of the map that you can be like, right. okay, with three shields, we can completely bar this place off. And then car- like enemies will start kicking those down. But like the further you go, the more fortified you feel and the harder the game gets as well. So it has this really nice arc of like our strategy is working they're going to start sending characters at or characters at us that are exclusive that were designed exclusively to thwart the strategy that we're using right now. Mm-hmm. But until they do that, we're not going to change strategy. And then, okay, God, they're sending those things now. Let's rework. Yeah, this like, whole that's thing. exactly what I want oh, built on top of the so existing well, stuff that's in that's TF. The best thing in that game. It's not what I was experiencing when I was playing. People would get good sentry and teleporter placements up. People would sort of start aligning their classes and upgrade things, and then we just all kind of felt like bosses. Or we would get just so rolled by a generic wave of super high uh, caliber guys that mm-hmm. it didn't feel like 
it felt like we were either just completely ruling or like we were just the most worthless people that got steamrolled in yeah. two seconds. So it didn't – the dynamic that I wanted wasn't there. Mm. And I guess my only other sort of issue with it is the trailer that they put out for this. And this is a shitty thing to have to say because fucking comparing a CG trailer to a game is bullshit <laughs> garbage. But the trailer for Man vs. Machine is one of the most like tonally evocative things that they've put out for in, in the history of really good Team Fortress marketing. And which it's incredibly frustrating because all of the every other previous Team Fortress trailer, all the meet the class stuff, um, and even the really really early trailers where it would like do the cheesy Guy Ritchie style crash zoom freeze frame on the guys, all that stuff felt like what the art and the sound and mm-hmm. the sort of just creative content of Team Fortress felt like. Yeah. Well, they also all those videos do a really good job of evoking what it's like to play that class. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, like but when Man the vers- Scout one's a good example. Man versus Machine has everyone slowly banding together and then that huge crazy machine barfs out fog and the robots come ratcheting out looking like these weird clockwork things and you're like, "Oh my god, this is just a <clears throat> fucking tonal tour de force of what a co-op experience is like." But then what it actually is is uh the the announcer lady says Protect Manco! And then you hear a little blip of the music from that trailer, and then all the robots come out, but they have procedural, like, tune-shading outlines the same way that the cart does, so that they pop from the environment, even when they're behind walls, and, like, there's no, like, it. it's a small, stupid criticism to have, I know, but it was disappointing to me as someone who's loved following all of the TF stuff and just sort of waiting to see how that stuff gets reflected back into the game. Well, it's funny, because watching the game, watching you play the game, it felt tone-deaf to me. It yeah. didn't feel... It was like, weird. It's funny because, like, the Oculus stuff that we were talking about last week... Oh, Monoculus? Monoculus, yeah. When that guy shows up, the entire tone of that level changes. Like, the music changes, the sky changes, everything changes. Yeah, all the dynamics, and I was, like, all the teams. like when crazy the... robot guy in Pikmin appears. Oh, man, yeah, when that yeah. fucking huge stomping <laughs> yeah. bug shows exactly up Exactly like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. when but, Monoculus shows up. And I kind up. of expect... Monoculus is, any of that is exactly like happen? that. Um, like, when the big dude shows no. up. Oh, when the... Um, there's a big tank that comes rolling through, and that's the one time where so, where like people go, oh fuck, tank, 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 and then just a big, uh, hastily nailed over wood barricade at the very back of the map just rips open, and a huge just metal cube comes slowly rolling through the level. But it's still like, yeah, yeah, it felt like God, Monoculus. Sorry, Chris comparing Monoculus to that guy in Pikmin Two is my favorite thing because that that is it's the exact, the exact same, same dynamic. Where like opponents are now yeah, where Olimar and Louis are yeah. suddenly like. We have to kill this crazy thing <laughs> to make maggots burst out of it that then just freak us out and make us lose, but whatever. Um, well, the little music, the orchestral music. Yeah, it's something gets that. Yeah. Good. Um, it is, like, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I don't know if it's worth talking about, but, like, it's, like, hoping that a CG trailer at least captures what it feels like to play the game. And I think, even though, like, a good one is, like, Dota, the Dota trailer they put out is just, like, classic World of Warcraft, like, yep. madness trailer. But when you're that character, that they're showing, it does actually, it does a good job of evoking what it's like to play the different classes, what it's like to work together, like, like the sort of lore-ness of it. The yeah. Meet the Medic trailer is a really good example to me because you're like, what's interesting about this guy? He's a support class, but he's also a support class who turns people into glowing, invincible monstrosities. But the way that that thing was put together was so good. And then it ended with the shot of... What looks like it's going to be the heavy walking up onto a pile of corpses, and then the heavy just keeps walking, and the medic is the guy at the very top with his stupid little healing beam, and then sun rays come bursting out from behind him, and you're like, that's exactly how I feel as a medic when I fucking am lording it up, and the guy in front of me is wrecking dudes. But yeah. like, You're facilitating yeah. it. You are, yeah. yeah. That, uh, but some of that feels even more empowering. Yeah. yeah. They're, so they've been really good about that, and although I've been having fun so far with Man vs. Machine, it doesn't... doesn't I don't know. I gotta I gotta play some more of it. 
It's interesting. That said, weirdly, I'd recommend it. <laughs> it's free. I would also recommend it for the perverse thrill of having played as a demo man for years, then finally getting to go to an upgrade station and make my gun fire faster and hold way more <laughs> items so I could just go do-do-do-do-do. That's hilariously empowering. But also I'm just blowing away wimpy robots. If only I could use it on a real server. The game would be horribly unbalanced and unfun and I would quit playing. Um, anyway, that's a lot of man versus machine. Sorry. Do you want to do some reader mail? We yeah. should, we should listen to reader mail from you. You guys have been sending us lots of mail. Yeah, we have a lot of mail right now, so we're only going to unfortunately get through a very small percentage of it. Um, I hate to say this, but a thing to do if you want to increase the likelihood of your email sent to questions at allthumbs.net getting read on the thing is to, is to shorten it. Uh, <laughs> we're terrible examples of this. I saw you looking this. for all these different yeah. words, and you're like, no, this is... Because we're long-winded bastards. Yeah. But um, it can be really difficult to... Uh, it's not that we don't appreciate or, the emails. No, no, or, really, totally they are really fun to read. Yeah, yeah. Shorten it or at least include a TLDR that you put some work into yeah. condensing down the point. We'll, read, it's, we'll it's read the whole thing, but it's really difficult. Like we'll read the whole thing ourselves, but it's really it's it's tough to fit a super. Yeah, long we've thing noticed that there's a definite the bias for what gets read on the cast for yeah. shorter stuff. That gets to a point. That said, let's let's hear what you've picked for us to read. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <clears throat> this person didn't sign her name, so I guess I won't. I guess I won't read her name. Um, she writes. Hey, Thumbs, I'm a lady who enjoys video games. Unfortunately, sometimes the video game community can be unwelcoming for the ladies. Uh, Hitman, sex nuns, rapist character development, girlfriend mode are all just some recent examples of this problem. Um, it's heartening that so many dudes like Idle Thumbs are finally starting to vocalize their dislike for the shitty way women are sometimes treated or represented in this community, but it's clear there's still a long way to go. Um, uh, I'd be curious to hear what your opinion is on the growing backlash against the anti-female sentiment in the video game community. You think we're heading in the right direction? Um, sorry if this is a really loaded question, but it's something that really interests or, and concerns me. Um, please keep up with the podcasting. Thanks, a lady fan. I'm really bad at current moment historical perspective, like most human beings are. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say if I feel like trajectory is good. Yeah. And in doing so would only illuminate my general positivity about human nature. So that's where I'll go with it, I guess. But, sure. you know, like I feel like, like, the conversation is there. Mm-hmm. You have. Are you the type of person who says, "Well, at least the conversation is there." Therefore, we're pointing in the right direction. Right. Well, I that, don't know. That points to another thing that's very difficult to have perspective on, which is not the historical perspective, which it, which is also difficult, as you say, but also just in the present, right at this second, having perspective beyond your own personal bubble of people. Right. It makes me wonder. Personally, aware. Like, like I don't. Right. If the girlfriend mode story actually escapes out through sort of, of weird pressure chamber if it gets, yeah if it, if it even manages fans. to pop out into the general public consciousness yeah. do people is the only thing they, that you get out of that is someone going ugh games christ is this okay whatever and then like well moving you're on. right is it either people going oh video games again yeah uh, this stuff or god what do people keep complaining about just people making jokes yeah like right i mean it's it, like who know like who knows what percentage of of just people in the broader world react one, exactly uh, which of those ways. Especially like, we were like a bubble inside of a bubble inside of a yeah. bubble, being yeah. like game developers who live in San Francisco, who like only play certain types of games. Yeah, like, but it's not. But it's not just that though. I mean, because she's not referring to us. She she's referring to generally the sense that that more people are talking about this just on the internet at large. And I think it is clearly true that more people are talking about it. It's well, just, did she make that point in there? Yeah. I was okay. She yeah, did she, say that. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. She, I thought she was just pointing to the controversies, which I guess are a byproduct of the well, conversation. I think she's, so, right. So let me, let me, sorry, let me get this up again. She, she, I mean, she basically says, um, 
the, she she refers to the growing backlash against anti-female right. sentiment, right. which I think right. is true. Like, yeah, I mean, I there's just there are more articles written about that stuff. There are more Twitter posts made about that stuff than there than there were a few years ago, and I think that's clear. Right. It's I mean, there, I think that's just demonstrably the case. But it but it is tough to tell. Is that like point one percent going to point doubling to point two percent, or is it? But when does you know, that lip or, service actually become effective ex- change? Exactly in the right. Like, and who knows? It's tough to say. Because that's I the do thing think that actually that, pissed me off about the girlfriend mode thing. What what about it? Everybody jumped all over girlfriend mode, which is on its face worth a discussion for sure. But this is in the context of a game that is so egregious in its misogyny and and representation of women that it just sort of made me scratch my head and said, wait a second. Borderlands 2 has been the third highest pre-ordered game of all time since so the pre-orders you don't out. like that people are putting a bandaid over girlfriend mode and, and letting like, the rest of it go This out. is what we're upset about. Like, yeah. people are... Putting down, again, it's from what I, I think I got this from our internal marketing guy, like one of the, the top five most pre-ordered games in the history of video games. And now we're going to, we're having a kerfuffle over girlfriend mode. We can talk about it on its face, but like, let's look at the marketing materials of Borderlands and then the content within the game itself and then frame the conversation. Well, this, I think what you're describing actually is something that is not at all specific to games. I think it's actually something that is really unfortunately sort of universally true about about our media culture in 2012 or you know right. the recent decade i suppose is that as soon as somebody just says a thing that you can attribute to them that's the thing that like for right. example when you look at politics it's never like the broad platform that is truly subject to substantial debate and criticism in the media i mean it rarely is i mean it right. is if you look in the right place right if you look on like Charlie Rose or you look on like it's just a you know legitimate news source but right. 99% of the news coverage out there uh it's just going to focus on the time when the one guy says right. the Right it was thing, like that dipshit in which, Missouri from yesterday or whatever we right. talk about which that. doesn't is not at all to excuse like no. any of those individual things but it it is largely a distraction from from actually more substantial problem. Well, it does also feel good to call a U.S. senator a dipshit. That is like a really fun thing to do. It is really fun to point at this guy, uh, different side of the totally different magnitudes, point at this guy at Gearbox and go, ah, dipshit. Like, yeah, we all, that's a real fun thing to do. But like, A, I feel bad for that motherfucker, (laughs) like big time. Because like he didn't, he didn't, last for this you know like he well, wishes he would have not asking for something is not a right but i mean not to be subjected to something. when you don't understand yeah. if you're somebody if you're cliff blazinski you understand how loud your voice is in the conversation when you're this guy talking to you know you don't well, understand i don't how agree loud, with you on really? this though because yeah because the i mean why should i still feel bad for the guy even I, if we said you, it's completely you can also wrong. feel bad for the guy but i don't that doesn't i think that's i mean I don't think you should get to say things or not get to say things depending on how aware you are of how your voice is going to be. Right. But no, I, mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to distract from what I was saying earlier. I don't think mm-hmm. that people should be exclusively focused on sound bites, but I also don't think that, that you should be more or less culpable for the things you say because you're more or less of a media personality. I never had any, I was not pointing out his culpability. I was just saying like, oh man, his number came up and he, it was shitty for him. I bet. Yeah, we put that number up though. I'm just, I am yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. again, I, yeah. I, I know I feel like I'm kind of arguing against myself of a couple minutes ago, but mm-hmm. like, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's all one way or the other. Yeah. But, um, the thing is, is back to kind of what we're talking about is the point I was like, to yes and what you were saying is if you're 
sensitive to these issues in broader culture or in your narrow culture, like video games, you have to become a person who, and I imagine this reader is probably like this, who is, you take this sort of loudness temperature of something like girlfriend mode and then have to run that through a crazy processor to figure out how much your business or culture segment cares about a certain issue as opposed to being able to take a broader conversation on its face. And that sucks. Well, like it's but, how I feel about like women's rights right now in politics where you have to sort of like, there's all this noise. So the more noise people make, I guess people do actually care, but they don't actually care about this thing. They care about this broader, like more systemic, more covert problem. The way that the one, the one I, I largely agree with you. The one area where I think it's, it might be a little bit different is that, you know, one of the things we've remarked upon on idle thumbs before is that, Again, I think this is this is very different to most entertainment forms, um, at least in how extreme this is. The people who make games, play games, and write about games, I think, are aligned in terms of taste and temperament much more than is true. Again, in in film or in in literature and whatever else, I I think uh, it's a lot of the piece. Those same people end up freely floating oh, between those things over the course yeah. of a career. Like I think, way more often than is typical, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I do think that that games might potentially um, be more susceptible to evolving based on strong outcry in that insular community because all the – like mm. everybody who works at a game studio is refreshing Kotaku all day long. Oh, you totally like, – I mean, that's, You totally that's, just flipped your opinion to something I wasn't expecting to say, which I think is interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm flipping my opinion. No, I'm no, no, no. I you think it's an influence. In my head, I was – There was a fi- twist in what you yeah, said. Yeah, in my head, I was finishing your sentence. You're like, oh – the insular nature of games maybe makes it more susceptible to change. Is that what you're saying? P- possibly. Or at That's least- the most optimistic thing I've heard you say in a long time, Chris. That's really nice. <laughs> I don't think it- No, no, I'm, on, I'm with I you mean, now. Yeah, I don't know if it makes it more or less, but I think it is one factor that can contribute, you know what I mean, in, in, in a good direction. Because I, I think that it's... <laughs> if Kotaku once a week says, this is bullshit, it might sort right. of... Now, the problem is if... Twice a week, Kotaku is also saying this isn't bullshit. Here's examples. Like, I mean, that's right. I mean, right, that's right, a potential yeah. problem with yeah. that. It's um, also unfair to for us to be like game culture conversation. Just label that as Kotaku. So sorry, friends no, of Kotaku. I, I was but giving yeah, an example yeah, because saying, Kotaku yeah, yeah. is the site where if you're right. walking around a video game studio, everybody's got that goddamn site open. Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean. Except for that one guy who's got the Idle Thumbs blog open. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, dude. That's a cool guy. Um, if you work IT at a major video game studio, perhaps you should make IdleThumbs.net everybody's homepage this week. Perhaps Kotaku.com should redirect. Adjust your <laughs> yeah. DNS. If you, if you work at IT at Gawker Media, perhaps you should uh, adjust the, the domain name settings for all of your domains. Tell your friends about IdleThumbs.net. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know. New York. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> so I don't know how to feel about this stuff, but I, I definitely i am glad that yeah. there. I mean, I am glad that there's a a response when this stuff happens, yeah. like as opposed to no response. I don't think – I mean, as you said earlier, I don't necessarily think it's all directed in the right ways in the correct proportion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's better that people are talking about this stuff generally than yeah. not. I for guess sure. for me, it's always disheartening because when these things come up, they now – like when the conversation becomes overt, the backlash becomes overt and that's – Always the most just off-putting, just depressing well, thing the funny to me. Thing is, but <laughs> but what that, what that means though, it's like. <clears throat> so we've all seen the thing, 
And we all know the most notable scene from the thing. <laughs> I am for the first time, like two months. Really ago. super into the metaphor you're about to. You make know what I'm here. talking about, though, Just right? Keep going, like, brother. I, I don't. <laughs> There's a scene in the thing where they're trying to figure out who's infected. So oh. they use the little, the little like heat gun to blast everyone's blood samples, yeah. and then one of them, a crazy like alien puppet, leaps out of the blood petri dish. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like. Us not having the conversation is the equivalent of just having all of the uh, sort of the the petri dishes laid out. I love that you just assumed we were all going to know what this this analogy was. That's all I'm saying. I like I would the crazy <laughs> alien puppet leaping out grosses me out, and I hate that I have to look at it. But at least now I know that it's there. So like uh, like I don't know. What, I'm not I'm, sure what you're saying exactly. What is the puppet? <laughs> Let me back this up. He, for what it's worth, you have taken the metaphor to a place I wasn't expecting. Oh, you oh. guys have both subverted my expectations in this conversation <laughs> to various degrees of I just don't understand what party <laughs> is what in this. Who's analogy? the puppet? I'm the sad. alien puppet. I'm sad that horrible things are happening in terms of just the conversations that are happening with gaming, but I'm glad that we're poking at it. So, so the, is the alien? The <laughs> so the metaphor so doesn't the, actually hold up. It totally does. So the alien is the fallout of the statement, and not like the things themselves. Or is the alien the statement? Is the puppet? Is the blood? Video games media? Someone who's listening to this will understand what I'm saying. Maybe who? I don't know. <laughs> Let me, let's let's ignore John Carpenter's The Thing, which everyone <laughs> should watch. Um, How'd that axe get there? How did that axe get there? Let's find out in the other movie called The Thing. Yeah. Um, what was? <laughs> I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> true. It got, my brain just flashed up an image of that little blood puppet leaping out of a p- petri dish. Oh, it did? Weird. Yeah, and That's I could not talk That's about it. That's always what happens that. when Jake talks, thinks about feminine issues. That's what happens when Jake goes into his weird fugue state <laughs> yeah. from time to time. He's just imagining that Jane scene. Actually like an conf- animated gif in his brain. Jake okay. confl- conflates John Carpenter with Joan Didion like all the time. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. We're waiting. All that I meant was that the thing that I notice all the time is the negative backlash that I find really off-putting, but I... I can't look at you right now. <laughs> the fact that talking? All the, never mind, fuck just it. talk in my ear. I, li- I, really I like when I hear... I really, really am liking what you're saying. I just can't look at you. I like <laughs> that a conversation is happening, even though the side effect is a crazy... Is that it unmasks douches. Anyway. Um, even though the side effect is an alien. <laughs> the side effect is a blood alien. Leaving out of a dish. Um, so, I have to... I have to divert us even further from reader mail for half a second okay <laughs> oh, if you must <laughs> because all right have you guys seen predator <laughs> no unfortunately i'm going to talk about a video game dream that i had <laughs> okay oh wow so the reader uh reader real name unknown we're sorry go ahead jake i feel like we've covered this topic <clears throat> ad nauseum pretty well like yeah i, I, I think we're pretty much done talking about feminist issues forever. i don't think that we're done talking about <laughs> feminist issues I don't we've, put a button on that one we've closed the book on that seal it up <laughs> You're welcome, games industry. Well, oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, the burrito! I stepped Jake on a burrito. Jake just stepped on a burrito. Go ahead. It shot a blood, blood, game crazy game. blood alien out of it. Um, th- yes. The only reason that I want to talk about it is because I figured I'd already ruined this conversation <laughs> enough that it was time to just put a cap on it with fine, the video game fine, game. Yeah. So I had a dream that um, I can't look at you. So I keep going. You're gonna like this. <laughs> Um, Sean once again is giving Jake the, the, the <laughs> cold shoulder. I, I look at the corner where the your guitar cheek. is, and I give him my left ear. So I, I dreamt can... that for some reason people at Telltale Games were doing a remake or had taken over development of Gone Home, which is the game that Steve Gainer is working on. <laughs> but now, wow. so wow, this is it was, I don't know why people were just showing me development. It was work. A Gone Home Game. <laughs> yeah, people were showing me development work they had been doing on Gone Home, but it was in the Telltale engine, and they were showing me this cool stuff that they had done. 
which was stuff that of Steve's game. Yeah, which is stuff that Steve's game <laughs> and our games technically can't do. But like it was, it started. It, it started with the picture of the house that Steve's got. That really sort of evocative comic drawing of of the outside of a house. It's like on their Facebook page and stuff. But then the camera swung over to the side, and there was a guy walking around, kind of like Rayman, like a third person platformer guy. <laughs> did he then, have? Was, did he have arms and legs? Yeah, but I mean, oh, okay. just that sort of gangly platformer stuff. Gotcha. Someone's like, check this yeah. out. Check, check out what I've added. I think people are gonna love this. And he got on a skateboard <laughs> and then started doing skateboard tricks. But then he it went off to the side into sort of like a little thin hallway that was like a Mario Kart style. Like you fall off the edges and you die. But they were collecting a trail of spinning 3D bananas. Wow. Oh, man. And a dream inside. You had but my <laughs> you had Nick Brecken's dream inside your right, own but dream. But inside of that dream, oh. it wasn't – it. Like, that was obviously there because of Nick mentioning that, but inside the dream, like, I wasn't self-aware of that. Like, no one said, oh, it's those bananas. But then I woke up and went, why was I just dreaming about Gone Home except that there was a guy collecting bananas? And I was really happy. So anyway, that's the stuff. (laughs) Good story, Jake. Yeah, I had to tell you guys that. You should have emailed it in. Chris wouldn't have read it if I had emailed it in. I know how this works. That's true. Accurate. Wow. Sorry Um, that I ruined everything by talking about that No, 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 no. Sorry, Sorry for... Not letting you tell your story at first. Oh, <laughs> it was really entertaining. You guys need to just die. It was really entertaining. I don't think it was. I think it's time for a new email. All right. Shane Rubens writes, Hey, dudes, just wondering, with all three of you working in the industry um, and with uh, real offices, are you finding it hard to set aside an hour or two a week through the cast, let alone find things to play, read, do, so there's enough to talk about for a whole hour? I know with my own job, I barely have enough time uh, to have two to three games on the go at any time, let alone enough to talk about them at any length with anyone. Um Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Shanice. Oh, okay. So you guys, I imagine, have both seen RoboCop 2. <laughs> I, I have not. I fact. don't have a RoboCop 2 analogy oh, for this email. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the, only, the only part I've seen of RoboCop 2 is the part in that supercut of how every – of all the movie titles being spoken in the movies themselves. And the, the part of it in RoboCop 2 is just some guy going, RoboCop 2. <laughs> Which apparently occurs in the movie, and that's the entire, that's my Good. whole knowledge of Robocop 2. That's all I remember that from Robocop, Robocop 2, 2 as well. Yeah. Shane, anyway, that super really hard. reminds me of. <laughs> yeah, it's super hard, especially right now, because I think we're all, like, crunching to various degrees, or we have games in, like, critical points of production, and it's been super hard, so, Yeah it's funny for the first time in my life i feel like that's actually a thing where i have so much stuff i want to put my energies into to like an amount that actually matters to other people it exceeds one human life currently sucks yeah Yeah. because i mean you feel that way for a lot of times in your life but like i've never been to a point where it's like that affected other people if i didn't do it things are starting to actually slip off the stack yeah it's not like that novel you're gonna get to it doesn't matter to anybody if you don't do it but now it's like oh if i don't show up i'm letting people down oh if i don't work on this i'm like you know so that's the hardest part i think yeah for sure i mean it is the the interesting thing about the cast is that yeah i mean it ends up creating accountability to end up actually playing games to some degree yeah (laughs) like that's the thing that you know as you say like you know especially recently in the last couple months it's been you know we've had i haven't been killing myself or anything but i mean you know it's been there's been a lot of stuff i've had to get done um, and I can imagine a lot of that time I probably would have just not played games if I didn't have to. But it's like – that sounds really negative. But like the the cast keeps me honest in that respect. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate that about the cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of – another like another thing about being in the industry is you – a lot of people kind of just after they've been making games long enough, they kind of – a lot of them just don't play games anymore. Yeah. And it's like, like – like, uh, Who does now? that? <laughs> 
<laughs> some people. <laughs> but like, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's good to to experience the thing that you're a creator yep. of, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's important, and it's yeah, I, I like that the cast keeps me honest in that respect, and that it results in something that is enjoyable for people, which is weird. I also like that Idle Thumbs means that I got to go to QuakeCon for the first time in over a decade. <laughs> Jake's like the Jake's one, you know, for the for <laughs> Yeah. That was yeah. good. That was good. It's funny because that's not even all what the question was about. It's like, I is know. it hard? It's like, yeah. But this has been a very optimistic Well, because I don't want to just answer it just all. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. It sucks. It is hard. But they, yeah, it's yeah, obviously it like, it's a privilege that we get to do. Right. Well, it's, it's not, one of those things. It is exactly. hard, yeah, but it's, it's not, of, it's not on balance bad. No, like, no, that's no. Of course. I mean, that would be crazy to say that. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Video games. That was quick. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Shaneus. Shaneus? Uh, yeah. Shane S or Shane right. <laughs> Do you guys have any thoughts on Steam branching out to sell products other than video games such as magazines, movies, and software? Jake Your does. fan, Gary Oatsy. P.S. My last <laughs> name is pronounced Oats. Damn it. So this is a real guy. <laughs> this is a real guy. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I read this guy's email Wait. is because like two weeks ago, Jake was followed by apparently this man on Twitter. I'm sorry, Gary, that your name amused me slightly. <laughs> I'm sorry, your name is Goatsy. Oh, man. Chris. His name is Goats. It's Gary Oates. Um, and oh, first off, did you see the trailer for the Dota documentary that Valve is producing? No. Sick. Looks awesome. I haven't seen that. It's about like the crippling tension of professional Dota players all over the world whose parents don't understand them. And they've <laughs> seriously, what? and they're in a giant pit of loneliness about it. Produced by Valve, framed <laughs> through the lens of the international and what it means for these guys. So it's like Indie Game the movie or something where it's just about people's lives falling apart? Yeah. Via, via a game is, that is like, they make. So like, by, yeah. Anyway, we produce uh, <laughs> yeah. and facilitate the ruination of it these people's like, lives. <laughs> it would be like Pablo Escobar funding a documentary about cocaine. Yeah, or Philip Morris. like, Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, there's a gap. Not to say Dota's like a drug, which it is. <laughs> <laughs> not to say that. I'll say that separately. Yeah. But you that's, know, that's own, not that's the point of that observation. But uh, I imagine it's going to come out on uh, this. On you think they're going? You think Valve's going to sell that documentary on Steam on the Steam downloadable content service as it is now probably known? You I have an you opinion. Got me on back. This. Okay, you got me back. We're getting... <laughs> also, they're also putting out a free spectator client. For you can just watch the international. <laughs> oh yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, yeah. that is really. But I mean, cool. that's outside of the realm of games. You get, it's a tool to watch a game yeah, being played it, on a screen. But that's it, like. By the way, the international is, is at the Symphony Hall. Oh man, in downtown Seattle. That's funny because that fucking really meshes stoked. with their graphic design. Yeah, for yeah. The, international, the look of the international. Is, no, it's at a fucking yeah. classic. The international venue, looks like it's. A thing that, like, a white-gloved hand will put out a platter with a right. silver dinner revealer, as I'm sure they're right. called, and then just open that up, and then on a little bed of lettuce and a doily, is yeah, an envelope that says the International. Then you open it up, a and it's lords, lords come fucking when flying I show, out When of that we thing. show up to the International, if my name is not on a, like, fucking beautiful calligraphied folded card on a white table well, hopefully, when actually, I walk up, I'd, I'm going to be pissed. Can, can we at least... You should you should up this. You should ask that it is on a silver platter with lettuce garnish, and then parsley, yeah, parsley. Yeah. <laughs> Not the full bed, just one piece of parsley, a sprig. It's fine. Yeah. It's close to pipe placing and it's run down there. Yeah, that's true. Get some organic stuff. Um, but yeah, you have some real strong feelings about this. I have I have mixed feelings on it because it doesn't exist. I like that Steam is an incredibly pure service that it is games. 
Um, what is it? Video games. It is games. Steam, oh, Steam is, is games. games. Oh, we figured I mean, out. <laughs> people have pointed out that Steam also sells strategy guides. Magazines. For, and magazines for video games. You can't buy a subscription to Time off of Steam. Yet. Yet. But, like, it's, it's funny because... Like this, my feelings on Steam branching out to suddenly sell who knows what non-game software. I'm sure is what loud annoyed people, loud annoyed slash annoying people on the internet said in like 1997 or eight or whatever when Amazon.com decided they were going to stop selling books. Where everyone's like, "Well, I'm going to buy diapers from bookstore," and now I'm like, "Well, I'm going to buy Office Suite from a game download service." <laughs> um, and Amazon definitely survived fine, but like I think iTunes is a fucking train wreck now that they don't just sell music. And I'm really worried about what the hell Steam is going to look like once like the summer Steam sale. What like also get Corel Draw like that? Ugh, you know, it's just sweet. That aspect of it is really <laughs> weird and kind of off putting to me. So I'm curious who uses Corel Draw. I, I used it know. all the time in like 2000. Yeah, Corel Draw is where it's at if you want to make like a gradient based vector the drawing vector of a face. Corel Draw is like, great. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's got really, it's got really cool 3D text effects. Um, the funny thing is, is, I think Steam manages its front page shelf space, like its digital mm-hmm. shelf space, incredibly well. But better than really any, does. better than sure. any online. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But Absolutely. part of that is because I think it's games. Right. I agree with you. Like, no, it's going to get shitty. You're right. right. You're like, it's going to be a goddamn. I wonder what video games show. are interesting. That's never in my mind in my same headspace. I wonder what downloadable computer software is interesting. Like, that's just not. Oh, um, uh, Logic, which we used to record the cast. Right. But like, that's the iTunes app store. I feel like. Oh, you're asking a rhetorical question. Yeah, I was like, we downloaded Logic from the, uh, from the app store. Sick. But even like, yeah, no, I'm with you completely. It, What's the thing that I was going to point out on Steam is that like if you go further, if you go deeper than the front page, it's actually really shitty. Like if you click on a genre and go digging around for a game, it's kind of hard to find. Kind of like it's hard to browse beyond the front page. I find I don't know how to solve that. It feels but, like Steam has solved the front page. They've solved sales, and they've solved sorting by a couple of really popular metrics for what's charting in various ways. Yeah, like what's, totally. What's doing well that's cheap, what's doing well that's free, what's new, what's doing well generally, and then maybe you can see what's charting by genre. You can, but you can, it, yeah. yeah. But I feel like once you get outside of that, it's basically the realm that every online store is, which is you have to know what you're looking for. But the power of Steam comes from those first two. It seems like it comes from the front page, and it comes from the sales. And yeah. those are the things that are going to get really murky in my brain Unless they have a crazy user experience that they're planning on, on on launching where there's like a really hard wall between that stuff and not. But right now, I mean, they're already selling Indie Game the movie right. the same way they're selling In, Indie Game the movie is, is you can get the same way as you can get the Super Meat Boy soundtrack. You can get the same way that you get a strategy guide. And yeah. that's where like, yeah. woof, once they, and that stuff seems like it's, it's pushing it for me. Like even that stuff frustrates me a little bit, but I can sort of justify it by like, okay, those are effectively accessory products for the game that you're buying. Right. Whereas when you're like, Get a copy of Trillion, the multi-protocol IM client or whatever. Like, right. oof, uh, yeah. And but it's so like it concerns me personally. But at the same time, you have we have no way of knowing what the what the fuck it is until Valve actually yeah, deploys whatever their version of that is. Yeah. If they try to just coolly integrate it the way they've been sort of like, oh, now we're selling indie game the movie. I feel like it's actually gonna hurt. Like, I don't think that movie was sold on steam as well as it could have been because it was kind of consumed or subsumed by all the game stuff around it right it sort of fell well, to the it was background. sold elsewhere as well presumably right? yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, but i mean within the steam, steam marketplace yeah, like that yeah. is obviously if there's a venn diagram of who does steam sell to and who would potentially watch indie game the movie one of those like there's that's a pretty tight 
yeah, you know, overlap. But at the same time, did Steam do the best job it could have done of letting those people know about any game in the movie? I don't know. Should Steam have been doing that job at all? I don't know. Right. Um, but if it's going to, it seems like they've got a lot of hurdles beyond just dropping some apps into the, into Steam. Yeah, I agree. And That's I'm really curious about how they're going to do that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I like that I'm somehow the person who just talks about platforms during reader mail. Like <laughs> Somebody, you have like a seven-year history of building online platforms and marketplaces. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're I good get, at that I stuff. guess. What? You think, I mean, Jake was integral to building the Telltale Store. I and built, sort of I built like, Telltale Store and all of our software unlock stuff and know, all that crap. I mean, I did the You have the very strong feelings it. about that stuff. In I a, do. In a good way. I, You're I more critical about that stuff than I think either of us are, for sure. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm actually right because I've only hey, worked for like one place. Yeah. It's a thing that I would love to get in a conversation with someone about who like whose job is doing that on a way larger right. scale yeah, than yeah. I've ever had experience with. Um, but it's if you're in charge of Steam, write us questions.net. And then if you're the guy who built the original version of Steam, write in to tell that guy how he sucks. <laughs> and then we'll talk and about it on Facebook. Put it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We got any more? I mean, we have tons more. But I mean, is that? Oh, okay. yeah, it feels good. No, it was a good cast. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, fun? guys. <laughs> that was fun. And uh, see maybe... that guy who asked if it's hard. It was, but it's fun. We it love it. <laughs> Games. You know what JFK says about things that are hard. Uh, that's why we do. We, we, why we, we do, do them. them. We do them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know well, what? Uh, you know what Indiana Jones says about dates. You eat them. Oh, you, you eat, eat them. them. Yeah. That's like what a kid. That's like a joke a kid tells, like when they learn what a joke is. Like, you know what? What does Indiana Jones say about a date? What? What does he say? You eat him. <laughs> then the kid like yeah. laughs and runs out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or it's just what's in the official Indiana Jones joke book, every, <laughs> where every joke is just seems like. Have you ever read like an official joke book for a? a <laughs> Some fucking stupid thing. Like, I think it was Gary. A Whit- critical review of an Indiana Jones joke book. So I don't know if there like an was an Indiana- McSweeney's. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I think it might have been Gary Witta. I forget. Was posting tweets from like the the um, like official Spider-Man joke book, and it was all just that quality of joke. <laughs> you but eat it was, them? like official. You eat them's a good punchline. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's true. Were they as good as you eat them? Nothing's as good as you eat them. <laughs> you know what did what did uh, what did what did Luke tell Yoda when he was when he was throwing his shuttle over the ground? Oh, he told him you're making a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. oh, he totally was. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. What did Elliot probably not tell ET when he gave him the fucking Reese's? Oh, he might not have told him you eat him. Oh, yeah, I think he didn't say you eat him. <laughs> you know, what, what, you, what did you though? totally not say at the end of this cast? Uh, Babu. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. <laughs> oh, right. Thanks, Chris. Write us a review. Video games. Tootie Consomme, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All of the Consomme. You said it. It was you. <laughs>